Hey, Unnaturalists, I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And welcome back to a special extra bonus episode of the Haunty Spooks. We just can't get enough of this. Good job. <laughs> I know. I almost kind of just want to. I'm going to be sad that the, when this is over with. I know. Me too. Because I just. This is our favorite time it, of the year. You know, Halloween for me isn't even a time of year. It's just simply a lifestyle. At yeah, this point. I'm with you. Well, today, Emily, we're going to be talking about the 10 scariest Halloween villains of all time. Ooh. According to USA Today. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is I'm going to give you the description of the movie and you have to tell me the villain. Okay. That's coming up. But first, we're going to be talking about the lore of one of my favorite mythological creatures, or are they mythological? Vampires. I know you're rewatching True Blood right now, so you're all yes, about the vampires. I am. I love, I love vampires. There's a new uh, interview with the Vampire Show out. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good things. I haven't seen that either because I've been too busy watch, rewatching True Blood. <laughs> I think the last great vampire like show I watched was Midnight Mass. Yeah, I think that was last year. Oh, that was so good. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you have you watched True Blood? I did a long time ago. I don't think I ever got through it. I like the early seasons. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I mean, it, it gets a little off. weird, and like the yeah, it end, fell off for me. Yeah, like the end was not as bad as Game of Thrones, but right. also I was going to say, how many shows can say that that their ending was bad? A lot. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the a worst lot. ending. But it wasn't yeah. the best either. I got to rewatch it. Yeah. These are three vampire tales that I'm going to give you. And it's unique in the sense that I tried to find really old firsthand accounts of Ooh. vampires. Mm -hmm. And I found a couple of them, actually three of them here that I thought were pretty good. So let's get started. Okay. This account dates back to the 13th century. Now, this was way before the name vampire or vampirism existed. Dracula. Dracula was like the OG, really, kind yeah. of, in like modern vampire and lore. This was hundreds of years before that. Yeah. So we're in the 13th century, and this was written by Thomas of Cantapri. He was a preacher, theologian, and friar who belonged to the Dominican Order of the Catholic Church. Okay, that's a mouthful. It kind of sounds 
a little scary, but the Catholic Church did a lot of scary stuff back then. So um, he recounted this in a manual that he wrote for his fellow members of the Dominican order. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. Here's what he said. Quote, In the town of Nivelle, I saw a virgin worthy of God. She rose in the early morning to go to church, observing the stipulated hours for prayer. It happened one time that the dead body of a certain deceased man was brought to the church in the evening without her knowing about it. Getting up in the middle of the night, the virgin went to the church and found the dead man, but she was hardly afraid, or just a little, so she sat down and began her prayers. When the devil saw this, he looked upon her with malice, and entering the dead body, he moved it at first in the coffin. The virgin therefore crossed herself and bravely shouted at the devil, Lie down, lie down, you wretch, for you have no power against me. Suddenly the devil rose up with the corpse and said, Truly, now I will have power against you, and I will revenge myself for the frequent injuries I have suffered at your hands. When she saw this, she was thoroughly terrified in her heart. So with both hands, she seized a staff topped with a cross and bringing it down on the head of the dead man, she knocked him to the ground. Through such faithful daring, she put the demon to flight. So that's the first accounting I could ever find of vampires. And again, they don't call it vampires, but it kind of feels like a vampire. Yeah. And remember, this is the 13th century. Definitely giving vampire vibes. Whatever it was, it was creepy as fuck. Yeah. So now let's travel to Connecticut in the United States. Ooh. You get really excited about Connecticut, apparently. You got any uh, Connecticut knowledge for me? or what? What's the one thing you think of when you think of Connecticut? Is there anything? No. Yeah, I can't really think of it. I, I know that most of it is in the New York metro. That's about it. Sorry, Connecticut. I'm sure it's a lovely place. I mean, a lot of those like northeastern states. Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire. I forget they exist. I forget people live there. Well, it's okay. I'm sure they forget we exist too. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're the ones who are known as the flyover states, aren't we? Yeah. The year is 1854. And the entire region is wrapped up in what would later be called the Great New England Vampire Panic. Remember, Emily, this is the same area that dealt with the Salem witch trials nearly 200 years before. Yeah. So it appears New England has a history with the otherworldly and the supernatural. Or people there just be paranoid as hell. I don't know. You decide. I mean, you know, a lot of really awful things 
happened in that region. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's just like full of bad juju. Yeah. And this is some bad juju. This account comes from the local newspaper. Let's hear this account from the local newspaper in the town of Jewett City. Yeah. Okay. So the headline reads, Strange Superstition, Burning the Dead. A strange and almost incredible tale of superstition has been related to us of a scene recently enacted at Jewett City. It seems that about eight years ago, a citizen of Griswold named Horace Ray died of consumption. Since that time, two of his children, both of them sons, we believe, and grown to man's estate, have sickened and died of the same disease, the last one dying some two years since. Not long ago, the same fatal disease seized upon another son, whereupon it was determined to exhume the bodies of the two brothers already dead and burn them. And for what reason do our readers imagine? Because the dead were supposed to feed upon the living, and that so long ago the dead body in the grave remained in a state of decomposition, either wholly or in part, the surviving members of the family must continue to furnish the sustenance on which that dead body fed. Acting under the influence of the strange and to us hither unheard of superstition, the family and friends of the deceased, accompanied by various others, proceeded to the burial ground at Jewett City. They dug up the bodies of the deceased brothers and burned them on the spot. The scene described to us must have been revolting in the extreme, and the idea that it could have grown out of the belief, such as we have referred to, tasks human credulity. We seem to be transported back to the darkest age of unreasoning ignorance and blind superstition instead of living in the middle of the 19th century and in a state calling itself enlightened and Christian. Signed, Norwick Courier. Is this like an opinion? I don't know. Peace almost? I I found it fascinating though. Yeah. Can you imagine having to write something like that in this day and age? Yeah. So like they dug up these these bodies to burn them because what they were like coming out of the grave to feed on people. That's what they were. That's, that's what the assumption is. Yeah. Wild. And this was 1854, May 24, 1854 specifically. And I love even in the article, how they talk about it's 1854. We're supposed to be more civilized than this. Right? Yes. (laughs) Like you have, you have a, no idea, fam. Good grammar and, uh, you know, a large vocabulary for that writer in 1854, I would say. Have we dumbed ourselves down? It feels like we have. I think so. Well, I think the English language has just gotten lazy. Simplified. Yeah. Simplified, but also incredibly complex. Like, I got in, I got into a discussion um, about like grammar theories and yeah. um, like interpretations and how the way things are worded in the law and even like translations of the Bible leave it incredibly up to interpretation, but also confusing to those who may not natively speak English. Yeah. Well, and the rest of the world, it's almost on consensus that they say that English is the hardest language to learn. Yeah. Because we have so many different contradictions and yeah. weird spellings of things. And anyway, we're 
going off on a tangent here. Um, I yes, do have do. one more for you. I know <laughs> we often do. Um, we do have one more here. Uh, this one I was saving the best for last. So finally, we come to the tale of Yuri Grando, the first person ever to be described as a vampire in historical records. Johann Weichard von Valvasser. Say that three times fast. Um, nope. he, was, <laughs> he was a scientist and a writer and was writing all an all-encompassing book on things of the Holy Roman Empire when he began hearing of the legend of Yuri. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Valvasser's book, The Glory of the Duchy of Carniola, which is believed to be the first ever written account of vampires, and for all intents and purposes, it kind of lays the groundwork for vampirism going forward. Mm. Well, Yuri Grando was a man from the village of Krink, who died in 1672. Now, the night after his death, a priest named Father George had sat down to a post-funeral meal with Yuri's widow and relatives. After the meal was over, Father George got up to leave when he saw Yuri's dead body standing in the doorway. Standing? Yeah, just standing And he's supposed to be dead. Just chilling. Not something you want to see. This probably wouldn't surprise you, Emily, but this caused the father to freak the fuck out and run away in a panic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Same. What also would do that. In the following weeks, Yuri was spotted by a number of the villagers. What was he doing, you might ask? Well, he was just knocking on people's doors. Now, that doesn't sound super sinister, right? Maybe he was just checking in from the dead. Hey, Larry, can you keep my pitchfork? I won't be needing it any longer. (laughs) Am I right, Larry? I doubt there was anybody named Larry, though. But still, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Except that all of the villagers whose door that Yuri knocked on soon began to die. Now, as you can imagine, the townsfolk were none too happy about these circumstances. Right. Even his wife, who claimed that she saw Yuri and even slept with him after his death, turned to the local sheriff. Slept with him like... I don't know. (laughs) Or... You know, or just actual, just like sleeping side by side. It didn't say. I wondered the same thing. Did she fuck a dead vampire? I don't know. Unsure. (laughs) But she eventually uh, asked for the sheriff's protection as well. Yeah, as you should. So the sheriff, he set out with nine companions, the Fellowship of the Vampire. Is that actually what it was called? No, that's just what I'm calling it. The Fellowship of the Vampire. Uh, He was determined to destroy Yuri. So they carried some important stuff with them. Lots of alcohol. Yeah. Obviously. You got to be liquored up if you're going to fight a vampire. Come on. Uh, They had melee weapons. 
which I just love that term, melee weapons, uh, lanterns, and a crucifix. The power of Christ compels you. Mm-hmm. Finally, in the dead of night, they came upon Yuri's grave. I don't know why they waited for the dead of night. I would have done it at like noon. But they cracked it open. And this is an actual quote here from Valvassar. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The corpse face flushed red. He turned and looked at them with a smile and opened his mouth. At which point, the nine companions understandably pieced the fuck out, Emily. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine a corpse turning red, smiling, and opening its mouth at you after you dig it up? No. But the sheriff decided to stay. He gathered his composure and he stayed. Now, he initially tried to impale the corpse, but he failed because it was surprisingly mobile. The stake that he had made from Hawthorne simply bounced right off Yuri's stomach, and it would not penetrate the skin. Mm-hmm. So he you then... Some, like silver, yeah, a bit of garlic. Maybe he, maybe he just needed to work out a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe he... He should have been using a shake weight to get himself in shape. Remember those thing, mm. things? Shake weights? Yeah. So <laughs> he then summoned a priest who performed an exorcism on site. Now, the, I don't know if this was the same priest as the priest previously, but um, he held the crucifix toward Yuri with his lantern in the other hand and began to yell, Here is Jesus Christ who saved us from damnation and died for our sins. According to Valvassar, Yuri's corpse then began to cry. And that's when a local man severed Yuri's head clean off with a hoe. As soon as the head came off, it began to scream as if he were still living. And the grave filled with blood. Now, Valvassar finished the story by saying, quote, And from that point on, Yuri left his wife and the other folk in peace. I should, he didn't have a head. I should hope so. <laughs> and they all lived happily ever after in damnation. The end. Yay. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. Poor Yuri. Now it's time for the unnatural palate cleanse. Okay, I'm going to ask you something, and I want you to be honest. What is a palate? Where Emily and Andy bring you their own unique and offbeat tales of intrigue from around the world today. So now, Emily, I have this list. Of Game show ten- time. Do, 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 do. It's a good game show. Theme song. I like it. So you remember last year around this time, Auntie Spook Spook, when we did the scariest movies of all time? This is kind of the same thing. Yeah. So this is only villains. Yes. Now, personally, I don't find all of these villains scary, but maybe you might. So I'm going to give you the IMDb 
um, description of the movie, and you have to tell me who you think the villain is. All right? Okay. Number 10. An evil, sadistic blank goes on a killing rampage in search of his beloved pot of gold. Leprechaun! Yeah, Leprechaun. The pot of gold guy. You know, I don't think... I didn't like those movies. I never thought they were that scary. Yeah, I... I vaguely remember watching the first one. The first one, it was okay, but it had six sequels. There's six of them? Six of them, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The first one was all right. I mean, the first one had Warwick Davis in it, who you might remember from the Willow movie. He was also that goblin in Harry Potter, and he was in the Star Wars canon as well. Mm-hmm. It also had a pre-Friends Jennifer Aniston in it. Yeah. Kind of cool. That's right. Okay, number nine. I know this is one of your favorite movies of all time. Scream. God damn it. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> God damn it. You, you ruined <laughs> Actually, I ruined it by saying I know this is one of your favorite movies of all time. Or no, I guess I have to name the villain, right? It's Ghostface. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostface. Hello, Sydney. I mean, now Scream had some <laughs> underwhelming sequels, I would say, as well. But not nearly as bad as the Leprechaun. I haven't. I still haven't seen the new Scream. I think my son and I went to watch it. Yeah, you think? It must not have made that much of an impression. On me. No, I, I watched. I watched the movie, but I don't remember. Okay. If it, I think it was where you saw it. Did me and you go watch Scream? Yeah. No. <laughs> me and you didn't go watch that movie together. Are you sure? Yeah, we did. Yeah, but no, we went to watch we went to watch the new one in the theater. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Scream, Ghostface. I am not gonna lie, and this is probably why I'm so fucked up today, is because I definitely had a thing for Skeet Ulrich and um, Matthew Lillard. Like Matthew Lillard, dude, he's an amazing like underrated actor. I always thought he was great. Number eight on the list. Here's the description for you. A woman discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. She starts killing for him to revitalize his body so he can escape the demonic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped their sadistic world. This is a tough one, or at least tougher. Is that Hellraiser? Yes, it's Hellraiser. What's the name of the villain? Um, He's the guy. Now they just remade this with a woman. Pinhead. Pinhead? Pinhead. Pin- yes, you got a good job. Nice. I only saw the first one. I haven't seen the remake either. It's okay. It's good. It's scary. He's yeah. he's fucking scary to look at, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Continuing on here. This one you should be able to get right away. If you don't, I'm going to have some serious questions for you. Here's the description. A single mother 
gives her son a much sought after doll Chucky. for his birthday. <laughs> yes. Child's play. Yeah, Chucky. Yeah, Which, sometimes like I forget that like the movies are not called Chucky. Chucky. It's child's play. <laughs> right. Which it's weird because not so long after this came that children's TV cartoon Rugrats where one of the characters was named Chucky. <laughs> Who also has red hair? I don't know if they should have named him Chucky. I think his name is Charles, but he goes by Chucky. Yeah. That's a great show, though. I love Rugrats. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Child's Play. Okay, number six, another one you should be able to get fairly quickly. In the summer of 1989, a group of bullied kids band together. Yes. Yes, Pennywise. Which is a scary villain. Yeah. That's one of Stephen King's best, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. And like the remakes, I, I love the original because I love Tim Curry. Yeah. But um, there, there, there were some campy moments in the original. I will give you that. Yeah. The remakes are amazing, though. Yeah. And um, the Skarsgård, what's his name? Yeah. Alexander. No. It's not Peter. Alexander. Yeah. Isn't, is it? Yeah. Peter Skarsgård. Yeah. It's his, it's um, Alexander's brother. Those are some of the best horror movies of the last five years, I would say. Yeah. Um, they were really good. Okay. Number five. This is one of those movies where I remember where I was when I first saw it and the feeling I had. So here's the description. Two strangers awaken in a room with no recollection of how they got there, and they soon discover their pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by a notorious serial killer. Jigsaw. Yes! And the movie? Saw. Mm-hmm. You want to play a game? Those <laughs> pretty good. movies are... The first two I thought were amazing. I don't... Yeah. How many are there? Like four or five? Eight. Eight? There's eight sequels. <laughs> yeah. The first one came out in 2003, and there have been eight sequels. Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen... I haven't seen the movie that's like the origin story of Jigsaw, though. Me neither. Me neither. I kind of want to watch it. Like, I haven't... I think I've only seen like four of the Saw movies. Let's do a podcast on it. Yeah. Let's let's do a podcast on horror movies, a rewatch. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. This is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And one of my favorite villains. Number four. Five friends head out to rural Texas. Texas to visit. I shouldn't have said Texas. Yeah. Oh, what's his name, gonna... though? Yeah. What is his name? Okay, let me finish then. They head out to rural Texas to visit. Yes. For our listeners, I'm just going to finish this description. Okay. <laughs> they head out I'm to too Texas good at this. to visit the grave of their grandfather. On the way, they stumble across what appears to be a deserted house, only to discover something sinister within, something armed with a chainsaw. Yeah. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974. If you like horror movies and you haven't seen this one, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I really like the remake, though, with Jessica Biel. Yeah, that's good. I like it. It's good. I watched it not that long ago. This one, um, number one for me. Number one with a bullet for me, but it's number three on our list. This gave me nightmare fuel as a kid. So here it is. Teenager Nancy Thompson must uncover the dark truth concealed by her parents after she and her friends become targets of the spirit serial killer with a bladed glove in their dreams in which if they die, it kills them in real life. Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Any idea how many sequels that one had? A lot. Yeah. How many specifically? Because I have no clue. Okay, I'm looking. <laughs> Actually. Um, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Nine? Yeah, nine sequels. Crazy. I've seen quite a few of those. Obviously. I think I've seen the original, and then I watched, um, like, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Freddy's just one of the OGs. Yeah, for Love sure. Love me some Freddy. The next movie goes back to 1980. A group of camp counselors trying to reopen a summer camp called Crystal Lake, which has a grim past, are stalked by a mysterious killer. Friday the 13th, Jason. Jason, yes. You a big uh, Friday the 13th fan? You know, not. Doesn't do it for you? I never I mean, really. It's, it's scary. Yeah. The original is. Yeah. Now, I remember watching that one where Jason goes to space and that's where they lost me. <laughs> they literally had one where he was like in space. No. Yeah. No. Okay, are you ready for the number one scariest villain I in cinema even history? Without you reading the description, I know what it is. Do you want to say, or do you want me to give the uh, description first? Well, it's like the, really the only iconic horror movie villain we haven't talked about yet. Okay, save it. Let Let me just give the description. I know you know it, but we'll give the description for our listeners, and then you oh, tell me. Okay. Okay. 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 1963, this villain escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois to kill again. Who are we talking about, Emily? Michael Myers. Yeah. I just watched the new one last night. Did you? And I heard that it wasn't that good. No. It was 
incredibly stupid. Yeah, that's too bad. The storyline was just kind of, I was just like, yeah. yeah. But it was Jamie Lee Curtis's last one, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, there's some conflict conflicting lists here. Another list on Yard Barker has Dracula as number one. Mm. You know, it's hard to argue with the. I mean, he's literally the OG yeah. of Halloween villains. Um, you also have Frankenstein's monster. Ah, uh, yes. Um, who else is on here that we haven't? Hannibal Lecter? Mm, yeah. And here's one most people don't think about, but it is classified as a horror movie. Jaws. Ah. That fucking fish, man, gave me nightmares as a kid. Did you watch the Meg or the Megalodon? Or the Meg? I, I haven't seen the Meg. Is that good? Uh, I mean, I I love like horror shark movies. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as tacky as it was like it was like very much um, Jaws vibes, but like bigger. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Um, here's one that should definitely be on the list. Now it's an older movie, but this guy is a—I mean, freaks you the fuck out. Norman Bates in Psycho. Mm. I mean, come on. Bates Motel, that kid that played him in that show was just... Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Um, You got Jack Torrance in The Shining. You know how he goes up to that hotel to get away from everything. He's with his family. Mm -hmm. And then he's up there by himself so long that he just goes fucking crazy. Yeah. That movie. Um, Who else do we have here? Um... The Phantom of the Opera mm. didn't really do it for me. Uh, the original Mummy, Imhotep, <laughs> uh, Carrie, nineteen seventy six classic. Yeah, I guess I mean like while these people are scary, I just I mean I don't think they're like scary, and I mean I don't I don't understand why like Leprechaun was on this list. Right, uh, the original Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. That, that new movie was really good. Yeah, with uh, Elizabeth Moth Moss. Yeah, yeah, not Moth. <laughs> I just like <laughs> I was trying to say Moss, but like I don't know for whatever reason, like I just had like a momentary speech impediment because I was like Elizabeth Moss, Moss. She, I think she's one of the best actresses of our generation. Yeah, people don't give her credit. Uh, Patrick Bateman from American the movie American Psycho, Psycho yeah, which is fucking amazing. Reese but I mean, is he really even a villain? Because mm, he's fucking psychotic. Well, yeah, but he didn't actually like go on a murder rampage. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And finally, the Candyman, who's also pretty creepy. I don't think I ever saw that movie or Ooh, any Candyman movies people. are good. Yeah. What about Jeepers so Creepers? Go. Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers good. Creepers. Um, the Jeepers guy who Creepers. directed it, though, Jeepers. Creepers. he ended up being a pedophile Jeepers. or something. Oh, good. Yeah. So, like, any Disgusting. of those movies, like, yeah. Victor Salva 
is his name. In 1988, Salvo was convicted of sexual misconduct with one of the movie Clown House's underage stars, who was 12 years old at the time. He videotaped one of the encounters. Commercial videotapes and magazines containing child pornography were also found in his home. Salva pleaded guilty to lewd and lascivious conduct, oral sex with a person under 14, blah, blah, blah. He was sentenced to three years. The, the fact that he was able to still continue making movies is just awful. Oh, well, that's fucking Hollywood and like white male for you. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, that's it for Haunty Spooks Week. We're done. It's going to be November when you hear us again. Bummer. But also, happy Halloween and come hang out with us on the socials. You could do so on Twitter, Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast. We have a Facebook page, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. You can also send us a Gmail, unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon page where you can get early access to ad-free episodes, bonus content, support us in this endeavor, and more. That is patreon.com slash unnaturalthepod. And as always, be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, share us with your friends. Have a safe and happy Halloween. And as always, make good choices. And don't get got. Bye. Last year, during Haunty Spook Spook, are you touching your eyeball? No, my eyelash is coming off a little bit, so I was pushing it down. You're just like a prosthetic person. I am getting, you know, faker by the month. Yeah, me too. I just got fake boobs a couple weeks ago. Nice. Jealous. I want some. (laughs) (laughs) It then rolled down a hole, and that's how the game of golf was invented. I made that part up. Yeah. That would be funny, though. That would be real funny if that's how they invented golf. <laughs> like, you just, you chop you chop a vampire's head off, rolls into a hole, and then you think, like, light bulb! That would be a fun game! That looks like a hole-in-one to me. Um, Pals. As- <laughs>